time to buy in. You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome to this week's episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore income strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm Sean Harris, and to the left of me is the man with the income plan, the soldier of fortune, the top brass in charge of your assets, Jess, the Zen Master Hamill. Man, you get crazier and crazier than one of those. Good morning. I'll dial it back next time, buddy. (laughs) And to my right the finest beard in finance, the master of Main Street, the people's champion, Jaden, the visionary, Newman. Good morning, Sean and Jess. Morning. Gentlemen, welcome to the airwaves. Glad to be here. What's new with you guys today? Uh, Up early for a radio show. Yeah, here we are again, Sunday fun day on the radio. Had another good night last night, so you had to... Motivate myself to get up and come do my favorite Sunday activity. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's my favorite Sunday activity, too. What's that? Church? But, church? Yeah. church comes after. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, this is my favorite Sunday activity, mainly because I get to hang out with you guys. So it's a, it's a privilege and an honor for me. So. Right on. I like it. My, one of my favorites around this time of the year is getting out on the lake. And, man, this weather has been something. Yeah. S- Seattle, man. Crazy. It really, I looked at the the my weather app. It's every day for two it's, weeks. It's, yeah, yep. That's but spring I'll tell you, for the, you. The, the weatherman's not always right. Little secret. Um, really? But, oh yeah. No. You, you. One of the things I love about Lake Travis, where, where I live here in Central Texas, is if if everybody if, if they even have an inkling that it's going to rain, everybody gets off the lake. And then oh, the lake's great. Then we get out there, and we're nice the and only calm. ones out yeah. there. Every once in a while, we get rained on a little bit, but <laughs> usually we get rewarded. It's a little bit of a bummer when you go to the cove there. It's, that's not fun by yourself, but that, it's nice to be on the lake without everybody creating wake and all those cigarette boats screaming by. Right on. It's the same for me. Motorcycles, man. It's like I don't ride in the, in the rain. That's true. Yeah, it's smart too. Speaking of the weather, man, I've actually heard stories of weather people receiving threats for making it rain. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, I do. That's, that's sad. It's like the lady calling and complaining about the, the deer crossing sign on the road to make the deer cross somewhere else. This is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for those of you who may not have listened to us before, we are Noble Capital Wealth Management, and we're a financial advising and income planning firm based here in Austin, Texas. And every week we come to you with a radio show on just that very topic, income planning, which is really at the heart of what we do and the heart of what we talk about here. If you missed last week's episode, the title of the episode was The Straight Dope, where we made sense of some of the conflicting media messages that you may see out there about retirement. So If you didn't get a chance to listen to that episode, you really missed out. But you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. 
just search the Noble Capital Radio Hour. So I think Jaden read Capital Contemplations last week. Jess, do you want to deliver that for us this week, bud? Yeah, right on, man. Open your arms to change, but don't let go of your values. So for two retirement points, who said it? Bruce Lee. (laughs) That's actually kind of close, but not. Uh, Was it the Buddha? Was it Gandhi? Or was it the Dalai Lama? I'm going to go with Dalai Lama. I'm going for three wins in a row. Mm -hmm. Gandhi. Jess, you nailed it. It was the Dalai Lama. Oh, Sorry, Jaden. Darn. You, you did get three or two in a row, though. So you, you were kind of on a hot streak, but that's all right. So the reason I wanted to lead with that this week is because people really seem to have an emotional ta- attachment to the way that they they save for retirement among other things we're we're just that we're kind of creature creatures of comfort so to speak but when we go into the workforce we're kind of conditioned right from the very beginning to save for retirement through our 401k and that is a lot of people's primary method and sometimes only method of saving for retirement and we want to kind of discuss why people have such an emotional attachment to it and why they should open their arms to change and let it go if they want a an income plan that's going to last and that's going to be predictable. So this week's episode is called The Devil I Know, referring, of course, to the 401k and how you should change your mindset about how you save for retirement. So Jess, let's talk about that. Obviously, you see a lot of people who have an emotional attachment kind of to, to their savings, their 401k, when they come to see you. Why is that? You know, it's a, it's a phenomenon that I've noticed over the years. Um, I've known people that spend every penny they get. Um, once they start saving and see they've got some savings, all of a sudden they want to hang out to the savings because it's a good comfort feeling. Mm-hmm. So when you finally hit that spot and you've been saving, whether it's through a 401k or, or whatever means, um, and you get to retirement and you've got 500000 or $2.5 million saved up, there's this emotional attachment to it. You don't want to let it go. Um, even though the whole purpose of saving it was to then have that for retirement, everybody starts freaking out when there's, when there's a change. Yeah, And that's, that's the, the emotional part that we have to overcome. It's like, okay, you save this money up. Now let's utilize it correctly for the exact reason you saved it up. Yeah. So you hear a lot of objections, I'm sure. I do. You know, people come in and say, I don't want to be in the market. And so we put together a plan that's very predictable. It's not market reliant. And then when it's time to go, like, oh, man, that's a big change. You know, so it's a, I've said it a million times. I'm probably more of a therapist than a financial advisor when it comes down to actually helping people. Yeah, sure. What about you, Jaden? What's your take on that? Well, you know, I see two two aspects to this. One is just this herd mentality that you're talking about where, you know, that's just what everybody's doing. They're saving in their 401k. So if I do what everybody else does, I, I should be okay. And of course, that can be a, a, a fatal assumption. And we'll talk more about that as, as we go with this this show. But just to sort of dovetail into what Jeff's, uh, Jess is saying, you know, the, the interesting part of the emotional side is, you know, when you start building up that savings in your 401k, you, you know, like most people, you're going to, you go in and check that, you know, once a day or, or once a week and you look at that number and that's your little security blanket. You know, you get that warm fuzzy 
um, just by seeing that it's there, seeing that it's growing, or that at least it's not being lost. If it's growing, yeah. Right? And hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. And, you know, you, you just do that week after week or day after day for so long. And, you know, that that's what you associate your financial security with. And the the paradigm shift is when it comes to retirement, that is not the definition of of security or financial freedom. It's not how much money's in your 401k. It's how much income do you have coming into your bank account um, or your mailbox every month to pay your bills. You know, financial freedom is about income planning and making sure that you you have enough income to not have to go uh, depend on a paycheck anymore. You know, it's kind of kind of interesting. Something you made me think about whenever you're talking about how you check on it all the time and you see that it's growing and you develop an attachment to it. It's 401k for some people. It sounds like it's kind of like a pet. You feed it. You want to watch it grow. You want to take care of it. And so I can see why people start to develop that emotional attachment, right? And it's not, it's not just the 401k. It's, it's any, you know, major savings pot that they've got. I know that for me, the milestones, every time what I've got squirreled away gains a digit, I get much more attached to it. Sure. Even if I'm saving up for something specific when it's time to spend it, it's like, man, that's a lot of money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're more, the more it changes and grows, the more attached you are to oh, it. Oh, yeah. You get proud of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and so what, what I'm saying is, you know, don't, don't let that be your score for financial independence and freedom that you're looking for for a successful retirement. Yeah. That, that's that's going to be a means to an end. But it's not the end game. The, the The end game is sitting down and looking at how that converts into lifestyle, confidence, and fulfillment through income coming into your bank accounts. Yeah, it's a, it's a tool that we use. One of the tools that we use. So there's nothing wrong with having it. Um, you know, there's the other issue with it: the the tax deferment. Um, if everything you've got is is deferred, then you've got a tax issue to deal with in retirement. Yeah, it's like a really a lack of, of diversification. So it, it sounds like that you, you're then going to have to engage in a little bit of financial therapy or maybe a little financial surgery <laughs> to remove them from their, their 401k. We're about to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to dig in a little bit into exactly why you should be willing to let go of your preconceived notions about saving for retirement and what the first step in that process looks like. But, you know, if you like what you hear on the show and you want to hear a little bit more, you can join us at a dinner and discussion event. We have one coming up on May 21st at Fleming's. You can just go to noblecapitalradio.com and you can RSVP right there on the page. We're going to take a break, but hold on. We'll be right back, folks. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show where we've been telling you why you should alter your mindset about saving for retirement, particularly if you are attached to your 401k and only your 401k. So obviously, people are conditioned to save in their 401k. And that's a mindset that they become more entrenched in as their life goes on and, and their sort of cycle, you know, through their, their working years. But, you know, what's the problem with the 401k? 
Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a 401k. 401k is a, is a great tool if it's used properly. It just depends on how you use it, how diversified you are with other assets outside of the 401k, and really where you're where you are on the economic scale. So, you know, somebody that's living on in the lower tax brackets, um, they're not really going to retire and go do a whole lot. They just want to kind of hang out and do their thing. Maybe they've got their house paid off. They lived there for 30 years. Um, so they retire. They've got Social Security and 401k to supplement it, and maybe they're in the 12 or you know, 20% tax bracket. That's not horrible as long as it doesn't run out. But if you want to have a – as Jaden always says, lifestyle, confidence, fulfillment. If you want to have a retirement that is more than just sitting around and hanging out, um, you're going to need more money. And if you're pulling more money out of a tax-deferred account, then the income brackets are going to start hitting you pretty hard. Um, you also got volatility. You know, if everything's staying in the 401k and the market goes down, you lose quite a bit. That's a pretty scary thing in retirement. Um, liquidity, if you retire early before 59, there's going to be some issues there. Um, at 55, you can actually use it for retirement, but if you want to try to move it somewhere else and it comes out of the 401k, now you're back to the 59 and a half. So it, it can get complicated, and a lot of people don't think that all the way through. Yeah, and uh, the other thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, regardless of how long you've had a 401k, you're pretty, there are certain limits, right, to how much you can contribute every year? There are. Um, actually, the contribution limits to a 401k are a lot greater than a traditional IRA or Roth. So okay. you're, on the, you're on the good side on that one. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. You know, it's interesting. There, Jess went through them. Uh, that was, he hit all, all the bullets there. He talked about taxes, talked about liquidity, talked about risk. And it's it's interesting that the, the point I think here for the listeners is that the 401k is not the end all be all. In fact, if that's your mentality, you know, not not only do you need to be thinking about income planning, which we talked about in the last segment, but it's also diversification for for a lot of different reasons. Je- the things that Jess just said: taxes, liquidity. You know, there a four hundred one k is you know around here in in our office we call that a time tax bomb. I mean, essentially, yeah. that's what you're loading up is is a bomb that's going to go off starting at age seventy and a half. And that's a whole nother discussion around taxes. But in, in reality, with the clients we see, and I, I know you see this, Jess, but by the time they get to you and they're, they're planning in their 50s or 60s, they don't just have one 401k. Because of the culture you know, that we're in now, it's like m- many people have, rolled over, have changed jobs and they've rolled over old 401ks. And by the time they get to your desk, they could have three, four, five, six, 401ks or more spread out in many different accounts. And then they're having to make different selections and it kind of turns into just a, a hodgepodge. Yeah. <clears throat> I see that. I see one of two things. Either we sit down, somebody's still working, they've got a 401k and they've got three old 401ks that are still 401ks or they've still got a 401k and they've got three separate traditional IRAs that have been rolled over from a 401k. But either way, it's your bite. It's all spread out. It's a, uh, it's not consistent and they're not monitoring it when it's that many. Yeah, and and just to reiterate what you said earlier about liquidity, you know, it, one of the things we have to talk to clients about and train them on is that a four hundred one k. And by the way, for the listeners, it, this could be a four hundred three b. It could be really any um, tax deferred retirement account. Four hundred one k's are the most um, the most common. Sure. But anything you're contributing to tax deferred to save a little bit of money on taxes now is is a retirement you know vehicle mm-hmm. so uh, what we call qualified money but qualified money retirement accounts are not liquid and shouldn't be considered liquid 
for a, when, when we put a plan together, we always address liquidity and make sure we have that discussion. But if, if you think that your your retirement account is 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 part of your liquidity plan, that that's a big no no because in order to get to that liquidity, you have to do what? Pay taxes. You got to pay taxes. So that doesn't sound like a good plan. Like I'm in an, yeah. I have an emergency situation. I got to get money, and oh by the way, it's going to get scalped by twenty or thirty percent. Because I have to pay taxes to pull it out. That that's a no no. Yeah. So you know, you, you talk about risk. My biggest fear—I don't say fear, but my biggest concern with the risk on the four hundred one k actually is not the market going down. It's the administration that is in the White House at the time that I retire. You know, if you retire right now, from a tax standpoint, you're not in bad shape. Um, and I'm not trying to get into a political conversation, but just looking at actual tax rate tax rates, we're probably the lowest tax rates we've been in in my lifetime. Um, I don't want to put a dollar away and not pay thirty three cents on it. And then retire and pay fifty cents on it, and that's certainly a, a, a you know a valid thing to worry about. Sure, that's right on. Yeah, and and Jaden, you kind of clarified now when when I say four hundred one k, I'm really kind of just using that as an avatar for a tax deferred retirement account. So we we could be referring to any type of retirement account, but four hundred one k I think is the most familiar to people uh, because most people through their employer have had experience uh, with one. At one time or another, right? That's right. And also to be clear, we're we're not we're certainly not dogging the four hundred one k because it's it's an excellent form of income and it's excellent excellent way to save for your retirement. But I think kind of the point here is that any one income stream is not sufficient for a retirement plan, right? Right on, exactly. Yeah, and I, and I want to reiterate that too. I mean, there's not, there's nothing wrong with a four hundred one k. I've got a four hundred one k. Um, the benefits of it are that the limits are higher, and in many cases, you have an employer that's contributing to it as well. So, if you got an employer that's putting in four or five percent, you're making four or five percent right off the money. Yeah, and another good tip out there, and, and I, I'm, I think most of our clients have this down by the time they get to us, you know, they've accumulated significant uh, wealth, and it's not just in a 401k. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's why they're coming to visit with us. And but but for for all listeners out there. The, the discipline that comes with setting goals around uh, saving for retirement, you, you've got to diversify out of a 401k, whether it's buying some rental properties or saving money outside of your retirement accounts uh, and opening up some brokerage accounts or putting it into some some great um, you know life insurance vehicles that are set up for tax-free income, real estate, private lending. You know, we can keep going down the list, but just by virtue of, of di- discipline and diversification, if you think that just socking away money into 401, a 401k is going to get you there once you hit that million dollar mark like we talk about or that $2 million mark, that's that's just not going to cut it. There's there's way too many risks around being singular focused uh, on, on just your tax deferred retirement plan through your employer. Yeah, and a lot of people think of of a 401k even as a retirement strategy or a retirement plan, so to speak, but it's not. Jess, what what is it you always say? I, what I what is a 401k? It's a tool. It's a tool. But I it's, I, I, I it's so funny when I'll talk to some people, especially when I'm not at work, you know, like, what do you do? And I tell them what I'm doing. I'll say, "Do you have a, a retirement plan?" "Oh, yeah, of course." I'm like, "Oh, cool. What it, you know, tell me about it." "Well, I've got a 401k." And that's it. I'm like, "That's not a plan." That's a savings account. That's an engine. You know, right. where's the rest of the car? What are you going to do with it? Right. Yeah. And it sounds to me like what 
what people should be doing is, is, yeah, use that 401k as a way to start saving, and that's fine, but eventually it's going to have to go into other places. You're going to have to kind of funnel it into other other investments. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's a good starting point. And there's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. You just got to use it properly, and, and it can't be, in some cases it can be, but at the higher net worth, that's, that can't be your only uh, source. Yeah, and we can get into. I'll just throw a couple out there for listeners. That there's some things that we could we could talk to you about if you've got a 401k um, to to help you strategize on the best way to implement it. But we start talking about Roth conversions mm-hmm. to get away get out 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 of that tax time bomb, and also the the secret. Um, maybe we'll reveal this in the next segment. But the age 59 and a half in service withdrawal uh, trick or workaround that we use for clients to yeah. help them begin their planning sooner. All the time. Yeah. And folks out there listening, if you are interested in what you're hearing right now and you want to dig in a little bit deeper and hear more, you can come out and listen to these guys talk at one of our dinner and discussion events. The next one is coming up Thursday, May 21st at Fleming's right here in Austin. And you can just go to noblecapitalradio.com and RSVP right there. When we come back, from the break we'll explore the ways your thinking and your investment strategy should evolve away from the 401k over time hold on we'll be right back and now back to the noble capital radio hour Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we've been talking about the problems with growing too attached to your old ways when it comes to saving for retirement. And by your old ways, of course, I mean the 401k. Now, obviously, we touched on in the last segment that a 401k is not a retirement plan. It's not a a retirement strategy, right? It's an account. It's an, it's a savings account basically right. that's used for retirement, you know. Uh, so, if if that is not a retirement strategy or a retirement plan, then let's talk about what is a retirement plan and what are the benefits to having a multifaceted plan as opposed to just one single retirement account. Yeah, that's a good point. So when I'm putting together a plan for somebody, and this is all dependent upon the size of the portfolio and the budget, and of course the age. Um, but a typical scenario is spreading out your assets across several asset classes, each of which provide a different uh, you know, benefit to you. So one would be something that gives you a lifetime of income, regardless of how long you live. It consumes the asset, but it lasts forever. One would be a tax-free strategy that we add to it and start drawing in later years. So as we start increasing income because of inflation, we don't necessarily increase taxable income. Um, we've got another strategy that we're real proud of here in-house that preserves the asset and just generates a, a return on that. Um, and then we typically leave some in the market. I mean, it's just a, it, it, the perfect plan would be we completely solve the income with non-market strategies. And then what's left over, you've got a different risk uh, tolerance in the market because you can afford to take a loss if you have to, and it doesn't impact your lifestyle. That's a good point, kind of being prepared for a loss and, and kind of things. Kind of like when you go to Vegas, you're like, okay – this is how much money I can lose, but whatever winnings I have, I can, I can gamble with that, you know? Yeah. And, and when you're up, then uh, you, you take whatever you're up, you sock it away, and you keep playing with what you 
determined you well, that's what could afford to lose. Do. I don't think it doesn't happen that, that way very often, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you get get a little too drawn into it. Right, but little. the beauty of, of the structure that I'm talking about is if, if we've got your income solved for all your needs, and I'm talking about not just basic needs, this is vacations and haircuts and you mm-hmm. know your your actual lifestyle. Um, what's left over that you can take a little bit more risk on when when something peaks, you know, stock takes off or a mutual fund does real good. Now you can go do something extra fun. Yeah. And also what I'm hearing here is that diversification doesn't mean how many different stocks you have, right? No, that's just all, as Jaden says, all different shades of red. Yeah. It's the same asset class. That's right. And, you know, the 401k, another thing about these retirement vehicles, as as most people know, but I, I don't think you, you really stop and think about it all the time, but you're very limited on your choices for investments inside of that 401k. Yeah. And they've been getting a little better about that. But there's a couple of things that, that are very important to consider. One is you are limited. We, Jess and I like to tell people, you know, we liken that to doing your grocery shopping up at the corner store, you know, the gas station instead of HEB here in central Texas. You know, mm-hmm. why, why would you? Prices are higher. The quality's not as good. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing. The prices are higher. The fees uh, are, are typically higher in a 401k plan. There's extra administrative fees for that employer to manage uh, that 401k for their company that um, some of which and ma- many of which get passed on to the employees. And you, you could literally be investing in those exact same positions for lower fees. I've so, seen, you know, you still have the, the match. But I have seen in numerous circumstances the fees exceeding the employer match. So they're, that, they're still going negative. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you start to weigh all of that, you know, it, it really does um, and should encourage you and inspire you to start looking at other options. It's, it's okay to accumulate in the 401k, but really, once it's in there, um, you should be looking at how to get it out of there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. take advantage of the match, get 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 it going, but don't just kind of set it and forget it and just check your score online once a day or once a week. You need to start thinking about for several reasons, taxes being a big one, fees being another big one, diversification being another big one. Look at how, how are we going to get out of this? Because in some ways, you know, we could sit here and make an argument for for why a 401k is is kind of a trap. You can get stuck in it. It is, and if you're if you're under fifty nine and a half and still employed, there's there's no exit strategy. In some rare circumstances, there is, but um, it's it's very difficult to try to pull out of there and do an in service withdrawal prior to fifty nine and a half yeah, while you're tell, still employed. Tell the listeners you, the fifty nine and a half in service withdrawal. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of confusion on that. So the IRS says that once you hit fifty nine and a half, and we can talk about the half later, but just call it fifty nine, that you then have the the uh, the ability to pull money out of your four hundred one k meaning you can either pull it out and start spinning it, or you can move it over to a traditional IRA or, or other um, qualified asset classes. So once you hit 59 and a half, if you've got a million dollars sitting in your 401k and your employer allows you to do an in-service withdrawal, we can take some or all of it and put it into something that's going to produce a better outcome for you. You know, one would be putting some of it into a lifetime income strategy and, and you know, several other strategies. But but fifty nine and a half was a magic number. I remember that when I the day I I learned that uh, almost like it was yesterday. It was probably over ten years ago now with our friend Bob. Yeah, you know who I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. You know uh, he came in and he he was one of those guys that had all of the money in in mm-hmm. his four hundred one k, and came in assuming that there was nothing we could do for him other than tell him how he's doing in his four hundred one k and if if we had any recommendations for his 
his stock picks or, or his his account picks in his 401k and he at that time he happened to be um about 65 66 years old he was well past the 59 and a half um age and we discovered right there with him uh, in that meeting that he had the option of continuing to work for his employer and literally rolling all of the money out of his 401k doing a what's called an in-service withdrawal right and continuing to contribute and build up the 401k by the way cuz he wasn't ready to retire but he was able to pull out all of that and go ahead and set up his retirement-focused accounts on income planning and and basically getting himself prepped for the big retirement day that was coming up uh, a couple years later. So, it's there, I know there's listeners that are hearing that and saying, "Wait, what? I can I can quote you know roll over my 401k and still." continue to contribute and, and keep it open yeah. and absolutely you can do that a lot of people don't realize it i mean there's it can get confusing because the irs says you can do it at 59 and a half your employer may say that's great the irs says it but as long as you're working here it stays here um, so some employers won't allow it some will let you roll all of it some will let you roll 50 percent. it just depends on on the plan that you're in so if you're out there listening to this and you're hitting that 59 and a half mark or you're past it and you're considering um, maybe doing some diversification, go to your HR manager and just ask them, can we do an in-service withdrawal? Yeah. That's and the first step. Reach out to us. Call, I mean, yeah, we just say, hey, I want to talk it. to Jess about the age 59 and a half in-service withdrawal. And we heard it, we heard it on the radio or the, or the podcast and we'll, we'll know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. We, make, we make a lot of phone calls at my desk on the speakerphone to the administrator, um, helping walk the client through it. So we know, we know the right questions to ask. Yeah, and if you guys are interested in talking to Jess, I'll just uh, hand out his cell phone number right here. It's <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Man, I've had that number since 1992. Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to come back to what you were just saying, but before I do, I just want to call out Jaden's mastery of the analogy because he was talking about how a 401k is kind of like doing your grocery shopping at the corner store, and you don't have a whole lot of options when it comes to the corner store, and most of it is is junk food, right? And so if you're going to have a retirement plan and retirement income that's going to sustain you, you can't live on just junk food investments, right? That's right. That's a, you took that to, analogy and then wrapped it up pretty good, man. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> and, and not that I'm saying that your, your investments inside your 401k are junk food per se, but they don't give you all of as many options as one would typically like. And when you don't have as many options, you may not be really investing in the vehicle that is best for you. Yeah. Right. The fact is it's the most convenient for your employer yeah. to deal with the masses and the herd. Yeah. And again, we're trying to swim upriver, not, not just um, float down river with the, with herd mentality here. So you know, kind of get dialed in here if you're listening to us. There's other options. I'll tell you, Sean, another big one that I know um, Jess talks about every day, and that is the concept of uh, when we do roll over the 401k, whether it's a, an in-service withdrawal at age 59 and a half or an ultimate rollover, is a self-directed IRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't know what that is, but that's a big part of what we do around here. Well, a lot of people mistakenly think they have a self-directed IRA. I get that all the time. They'll say, well, I've yeah. got an E-Trade account, and I'm deciding which stocks I'm picking or which mutual funds are actually mostly stocks. And they don't get the concept of the whole rest of the world that you can invest in 
um, through a self-directed IRA that's not part of E-Trade or you know something you could do online. There's a whole supermarket out there, folks. There really is. Not just a convenience store. There is. And one right. of them is our private, I'll put a plug in because for, for, we're proud of it, it's our private lending program. You know, you can't invest into alternatives like real estate or Noble Capital's private lending program, which is very popular amongst our clients, with the returns right now around 7 8% uh, interest and, and an alternative away from the stock market, you can't invest in that through your 401k. There, no, there's no possible way to do that. Or through E-Trade or through any of the regular platforms. That's right. So you've got to look at other alternatives away from the herd mentality to open yourself up to more options. Yeah, and just to touch on, you you had briefly mentioned the self-directed IRA, and that's something that in a previous episode we referred to as financial kung fu, <laughs> because it really is kind of a grandmaster's secret to financial planning. So if you folks want to hear a lot more about that, go find that episode wherever you get your podcast. It's called Financial Kung Fu. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. At, at some point when you know we were... I was looking at all the things we could do with a self-directed IRA. I mean, I finally thought, you know, I'm going to go find the list. Let's just figure out what the entire list is. And after doing some digging around on the IRS website, it turns out there's not a list of what you can do. There's a list of what you can't do. It's a very short list. So you can't invest with a self-directed IRA um, in collectibles or art. They don't want you to buy something that, for a million dollars, and then when it's time to pay tax, all of a sudden it's only worth 100000 And you can't use your qualified money to improve your non-qualified position. So... I could, in a self-directed IRA, loan money to Jaden to start a company, but I couldn't take my own IRA and use it to start my own company. That's right. And I, just to make sure that, that the listeners, Sean, that this really sinks in, um, is if you're over 59 and a half right now and you're listening to this, you have a 401k and you want to get out of those limited options and start looking at other alternatives, maybe real estate, maybe you want to talk to us about private lending. What we're telling you right now is, is as sure as you're listening to us speak to you, you can do that. You, you know, give us a call. We can show you how to open up your options. Yeah, absolutely. Every day. Yeah. If you go to noblecapital.com, you can, of course, find all of our contact information. Just click on the wealth management tab or just Google us. I mean, we're out there, aren't we? Yeah. We've, we've no, got a phone number. We've got an email. You can, you can easily get in touch with us. Um, before we go to break, real quick, I just wanted to circle back around to you guys were talking about the 59 and a half thing. And it's, it's really important for people out there to realize that your age is going to really kind of dictate your approach. Yeah, definitely. So, so it's, but like you said, it's a 59 and a half there. We have some clients that try to retire prior to 59 and a half and realize that once they take that out of the 401k, it puts them in a different position. So some part of it, they've got to uh, rely on that. And I'll talk about that in the next episode. Okay. Well, obviously there, there's way more information than we can ever pack into a single weekly episode. But if you folks out there listening want to learn a little bit more about how we think about retirement planning and how we approach retirement planning, just go to noblecapitalradio.com and you can actually RSVP right there for one of our dinner and discussion events. So come out and see us. We'll talk a little bit about retirement. We'll buy you a, a nice dinner, a real nice dinner, right? The next one coming up is at Fleming's actually, and it's on May 21st. So again, go to noblecapitalradio.com and you can RSVP right there. Coming up, we have Tales from the Trenches and Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is. We'll be right back.
Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we're back. And if you just tuned in, we've been, well, hopefully altering your mind so you can let go of your preconceptions about your retirement savings and do something with it that is, well, let's just say a little bit more productive, right? Yeah, utilize it for the right purpose. We're kind of talking, yeah, we're talking about diversifying. We're talking about having more than one income stream, first of all, right? right? And not trying to just sustain yourself on junk food investments or the the corner store analogy, right? I like it. I'm going to use that, actually. I'm going to use that in my office. Yeah, I like it. Well, it's... Jaden came up with something great, and it and it just made sense. So I, I, I added just a little bit to it. That's but, good. I love it. You're, you know, you were an inspiration today, Jaden. Yeah, it's perfect. So, you know, every week, you know, I'm sitting here in studio with you guys, and you guys have talked to hundreds of clients, and you've seen just about every scenario, you know. And so, what I like to do at this point in the show every week is give our listeners out there some real tales from the trenches, so to speak. So what I'd like to hear a little bit more about this week is what is the biggest struggle that comes to mind that you've had getting someone to kind of open their mind and learn to to let go of their emotional attachment to their 401k so that you could actually make it work better for them as an income plan. Jaden, you want to start? Yeah, I can tell you this when one, I can think about early in my career me- meeting with clients and looking at 401ks. There, there's a couple cases that stand out, and one of them in particular it goes back to this self-directed IRA that we brought up in the last segment. And the the gentleman, and this this is pretty straightforward. I know some of the listeners will identify with this, but they they had really been snake bitten by the stock market and absolutely did not want to be in the stock market um, no matter what. And we have clients yeah, like that. I hear that they, all just, the time. they want to be completely out. They think the market's going to go sideways at best or it's going to take a nosedive. And they're either retired or coming up on retirement. This gentleman was retiring in like eight months, counting the days down, and just wanted out of the stock market, thought he was trapped because he, w- he had to have his 401k in the stock market, First of all, you can you can put your four hundred one k in in cash, cash in money yeah. market account, whatever, right, yeah. and just do do nothing, um, winning by not losing. <laughs> but he still wanted to have some options, and that's why he came to see me. And we were able to do an in service withdrawal, age fifty nine and a half, roll him over to a self directed IRA, and put his money to work in real estate, where he was very comfortable. He owned rental properties, and it just made sense for him during this transition to make that move. So. Coming in thinking that he had very limited options and he felt trapped, and a couple of meetings later, he's leaving very happy with his money diversified into Texas residential real estate. That was a ninja move. It was good. <laughs> when we're friends sure. today. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Jess? So I, don't, I don't know that I really have a story about coming over the hurdle because almost every client comes in with, you know, they're attached to their savings. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the biggest issues, probably the, the one case that I've had the, the biggest issue with a 401k is a guy that retired early, he retired at 56. And he had about a million and a half in his 401k. And you know the, the statutes say if you retire before 59 and a half, after 55, you can utilize your 401k for income. But once you move it out of your 401k, then we're in a taxable situation, right? So we, we moved a bunch of it into other 
qualified accounts that would set up income streams for him later, but we had to leave enough in his 401k for him to spend down until he got to 59 and a half, because if he tried to take the income out of the other income streams before 59 and a half, he was not only going to pay tax, but he was also going to pay a 10% penalty. So mm-hmm. trying to juggle all that and figure out how much to leave in the 401k to, to span that next three years um, with no you know idea of what the stock market's going to do. I had to let him make that decision, but we put it all together and it's working pretty good for him. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. But like I said, he's, he's in a spin down out of his 401k mode for the next three years because he came in with a million and a half in his 401k and about $60,000 in the savings. And that was it. Yeah. And you, you mentioned, you know, higher taxes when you withdraw early and that's money that you're just handing uncle Sam that should stay in your pocket, right? Well, the penalty is, I mean, you're going to pay tax no matter what, but so, taking it out early, you're going to pay tax and a 10% penalty. So the 10% penalty also goes to, to Uncle Sam? Yep. Well, he's living high on the hog, <laughs> right. man. I tell you, you really, really need to be careful. And this is kind of where it comes back to age. You know, that your age really dictates how your your approach to your retirement income and your retirement planning should be. And obviously, a lot of that is always tax strategy, yeah, right? If you, if you plan to retire early before 59 and a half, you need to have a significant amount of non-qualified assets to draw on. Or you're, like I said, no matter what, you're going to lose another 10% on top yeah. of the tax. On top Got of it. the tax. Yeah, it's just not worth it at that point. So right. again, that goes back to why you need to begin diversifying as a matter of, of discipline as early yeah. as you can uh, and, and not just be singular, singularly fo- focused on the 401k vehicle. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't throw your money away, folks. <laughs> just you know, have, then, have a little bit of foresight. And the next step of that strategy is if you retire two or three years before 59 and a half, live on your non-qualified um, savings because that's not taxable. And during that time period, start doing Roth conversions as much as you can and stay in the lower tax bracket. That's, a, that's a good tip right there. Well, I, I, I love hearing these stories that, that you guys have and that the experience that you've had. But what I really want and what I think all of our listeners out there want is for you to put your money where your mouth is. This is where my esteemed co-hosts have to come up with a phrase related to this week's episode, and I get to decide how they have to deliver it. Every week, I seal the guidelines for the game in the Shanvelope, and I open it on air so they never know what to expect. This week, if I stump you guys... Every time you see me in the office for the next week, you have to drop whatever you're doing and give me a hug. All right. I can do that. And, and I'm not talking about one of those handshake pat on the back hugs. I, I want a real hug, guys. I'm a hugger. Like a grizzly bear hug? Yeah. Like well, a, watch like out. Jade will snap you in half. Like a, <laughs> well, shoot, I, I might just let you stump me anyway, Sean. I'd like to give you a hug. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let me grab the Sean envelope here and we will let her rip. All right, guys. So this week, I want you to sum up this week's episode in exactly seven words, but you have to include the word 401k. Seven words, but you have to include 401k. Right on. You sure you didn't show him that? I'm pretty sure. Okay. He likes to cheat. (laughs) All right. Here we go. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital, on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, guys, that is your time. What did you come up with for me this week? Mine is super simple and straightforward. Let's hear it. Let me help you utilize your 401k. Couldn't be more straightforward than that. Yeah. That's, that's about, the point. It's about as good as it gets. I like that, Jess. Jaden, what do you got? He'll be all poetic and stuff. Very okay, you ready? Probably. Drum roll, please. All righty, here it is, folks. Your 401k is not your retirement plan. I like that. Boom. Yeah. How many times have we said it, and it couldn't be more true? It's true. So I'll let him win. I'll just tell you right now he won. All right. <laughs> what a great concession. Right. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody out there. But that is the Noble Capital Radio Hour for this week. I'm Jaden. I'm Jess. I'm Sean. And remember, life is short. Plan to enjoy it. We'll see you back here next week. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss and following any strategy or investment discussed in this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured on this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.